And good morning. Joining me from somewhere near Heartland, Minnesota, our good friend Al Back. Good morning, Al. Hey, good morning, Karen. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're having just a delightful day today. There's a a poem written by Sarah, I believe there's a C, she uses the initial C, Woolsey, and it goes, New flowery scents strewed everywhere, new sunshine poured in largest fair. We shall be happy now, we say. A voice just trembles through the air and whispers May. So I think maybe today will be one of those days that it whispers that. The sun comes and goes, but boy, lots of flowering oh, uh, trees and things. And uh, it just... And uh, trees are flowered in some beautiful birds, too. So lots of orioles and gross beaks. Do you, do you know who was... Birds. I was going to say, do you know who was at my feeder this morning? Goldfinches. No, not yet, but I had a cardinal, I had a, um, a Hollywood or a house wren, and I think I may have seen, uh, could I have seen a mockingbird or something similar? It had, it had like, when it fanned out its feathers on the back tail feather, it was outlined in like a nice white crisp kind of line around the outside of its gray back tail feathers. Huh. You know, we do um, get mockingbirds here, but they're not they're anything but common. So, okay, so maybe not. Uh, we still get ex- pretty excited. I get excited no matter what kind of bird I see. But uh, a lot of folks who uh, oh, uh, are really into keeping lists and stuff would uh, get real excited by seeing a mockingbird. The one that we have that's the closest here to that, uh, we have some shrikes that will come around that remind a lot of people of mockingbirds. And uh, we certainly have a loggerhead shrike that would be the, around this time of year. And uh, I have seen them in my yard. They're not a, uh, a bird feeder bird. And actually, they uh, they will become a kind of bird that will uh, prey on other birds. So they're a songbird that becomes a, a bird that feeds on other birds. But they are uh, gray, and they look uh, very similar to a mockingbird, I think. Well, I'm, I, just, uh, I just Googled it, and it certainly looked like a mockingbird. But, you know, I could be wrong. But when it fanned its feathers out like that, it looked just like the one I'm seeing in the picture here on the Internet. But, you know, well, man, I could have been have wrong. You'll have to keep us informed because that'd be, that'd be a really cool bird. I hope it is one. I do too, but yeah, you know what? Uh, I also saw uh, big blue herons flying over my pond as after I restocked uh, it. Now I've got eight, uh, I've got eight little koi and uh, yeah, so, but, but they were way up there and I'm hoping they'll, they're not hungry yet. Yeah, and just give them a talk, you know, that mm-hmm. they should avoid big blue birds, long-legged birds, and they'll be fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> The one thing about the mockingbird, the, the one other thing I'll add on there, we have gray catbirds here that uh, are are gray, and then they have a little kind of a rufous rump and a black cap. But they sing very much like a mockingbird. Not as um, uh, mockingbirds are amazing, you know. They uh, they'll do ringtones. They'll do anything they'll hear. One guy told me he had one. He had some sort of pneumatic tool that he was using, uh, and the mockingbird would uh, copy that and sing that. So, But we have gray catbirds, and we have brown thrashers here that are both really good at uh, copying things and singing. So, I went for a walk 
and because uh, well, my mind needs airing, everybody's does, and the weather was what it wanted to be. Because we live where climate change is evident. If if we don't like the weather here, we need only wait a day because it will change. But the birds have arrived. They're in black, blue, brown, gray, green, orange, red, white, and yellow colors. And the catbird that I just mentioned mewed and I have a cat here that does a great impression of a cat bird. I wonder I wonder where she learned that. But many of the vivid birds had migrated from other parts of the world and there is magic to migration, but it's still magic even if you know how it's done. I watched six grackles chase a single crow out of sight because the grackles were demonstrating an apparent intent to harm. And it was evident that the crow had crossed a boundary. Nesting territories are sacrosanct. And why the lengthy chase? I would guess it's because the corvid, the crow, had obviously refused to say uncle. Uh, squirrels, boy, if you look out, you'll see squirrels scrambling here and there, up trees, down trees, burying things in lawns, digging things up from lawns, acting squirrely all the while, because squirrels have a long list of things to do. And squirrels regularly visit my mother-in-law's bird feeders, and she isn't bothered by their attacks on the bird food supply. On the contrary, she finds their visits hilarious, and that may be the best way to deal with squirrels. The lilacs are blooming, and the scent they produce, it enthralls me. I'm, I know I'm not the only one captivated by lilacs, because Longfellow wrote, I shall not be likely to go to town while the lilacs are in bloom. The smell of lilacs not only keeps one from straying to the bright lights of the big city, but it brings back memories, because the lilacs mark the territories of old homesteads and aged graveyards, and they provide a floral arrangement to accompany the recollections of laughter, long silent. Uh, I do want to thank everybody. I'd be remiss if I didn't do this, because a whole bunch of folks have sent me links. I was on... uh, I want to say it's WVUE-TV in New Orleans here a little while ago uh, doing a segment on bald eagles particularly, but the birds of Louisiana. And uh, it's been all over, I guess. But uh, a lot of nice folks were kind enough to send me a link. So Otherwise, I would have never seen it, I'm sure. I uh, have spoken about nuptial tubercles, and this has nothing to do with wedding bows or anything like that. Nuptial tubercles are this uh, big plate on the upper bill of pelicans, and it's just part of their uh, breeding, uh, the way they look around the time when they're ready for a meaningful relationship. They get this thing, and then after they have uh, young ones, then that goes away. So I... um, I put these on my blog. If anybody would like to see a picture of them, it's albat, all lowercase, dot com, and you just go to the blog part. And there's a bunch of photos that I took of them there. Uh, Jeff Hagen of the Fairmont Photo Press, oddly enough in Fairmont, said, Al, we have two eagles that nest down by the lake bottom near our place every year, and I just saw the male fly over the place while I was mowing the lawn last Friday, so they've returned to nest again this year. The goldfinches have returned to our feeders. I counted eight of them while we were sitting on our patio Friday night, and the trees in the grove are just full of chattering birds. My favorite thing is to do is to lay back on my lounger, close my eyes, and listen to the birds chirping away and hearing nothing else but that. 
Danny Galligan of Albert Lee said May 6th he saw his first house ran in Rosebreast at Grosbeak. Jeff Stevenson, Jeff lives in Rochester, said on May 6th, heard a wood thrush in my yard at dusk, first of the year for me. Steve Weston, also on May 6th, said he was traveling across Rice County from I-35 to Montgomery, found Sandhill Cranes just east of Montgomery and south of Lonsdale, as well as the northern Harrier. I'm finding waterfall babies everywhere, found two broods of Canada geese by stormwater pool, perhaps 50 feet across in a very industrial area along a railroad yard by Highway 280. What was notable was a conflict between the two groups. I actually saw feathers flying as one goose took issue with another and drove it away. I also found a brand new hatchling group of mallards walking down the middle of a quiet residential street. Wood ducks lead their young to water in the morning. I cannot remember noticing mallards this late in the day. Dwayne and Judy Vonch. Uh, Dwayne and Judy are from Fountain. They uh, said a grackle. Uh, they sent a picture of one and then told me about the other one. A grackle and a robin with some white feathers. And they saw on May 6th, hummingbird and orioles. Keith Radle of Fairville said his first bluebird hatchlings were on May 1st. Dolores Paulson said on May 8th, after a blah birding winter that carried on into spring, we finally had a hurrah day with a hummingbird, a pair of catbirds, blue jays, and eight male rose-breasted grosbeaks with one lone female. We also heard an oriole. Last spring, our daughter put out a potted hibiscus in which a pair of chipping sparrows built a nest. This year, she put out a potted rose bush or rose tree, the kind with a long stem with the foliage and flowers at the top. Within two days, a pair of chipping sparrows had begun a nest. Chad Hines of Mankato said, Benji Inager and I poked around Nicollet County for about three hours uh, for the first of the year birds. Uh, first of the year is just the, the first birds of that species they've seen this year. Northern water thrush, Tennessee warbler, American red start, northern pargula or peruva, scarlet tanager, Wilson's phalarope, black-bellied plover, black turn, gray catbird, Shorebird habitat in Nicollet County seems limited to County Road 111 Cattle Pond, south of County Road 5. The plovers were a flyover on May 9th. Tim Poulos and Ruth and Jim Amundsen joined me for a field trip to Seven Mile Creek. Oh, folks, uh, this is Chad talking, but I'm sure he'd say the same thing. That's a wonderful, wonderful place to go walk and particularly for warblers, and I should take that back. It's particularly good for so many different kinds. But they saw, back to Chad, he said he saw 62 species for the day. The purpose of the field trip was to see warblers, and there was no disappointment. Oven bird, northern water thrush, orange crown, Tennessee, Nashville, blue wing, golden wing, magnolia, Wilson's, black and white, cerulean, palm, and yellow rumped warblers. American Red Start, Common Yellowthroat, and Northern Pargula. Other highlights, uh, Scarlet Tanager, Philadelphia and the Yellow-throated Vireos, White-throated Harrises, and Lincoln Sparrows, Blue-Gray Gnatcatcher, Yellow-Billed Cuckoo, Sandhill Crane. He said that there were four of them flying overhead and they were bugling. Baltimore Oriole, Rose-Breasted Grosbeak, Building a Nest, Great Crested and Least Flycatchers, Eastern Phoebe, Indigo Bunting, and Wild Turkey. 
Rita Granson. Rita lives down in Mason City, and she birds at Parker's Woods every day. And she said there were no warblers at 7 a.m., but 12 species at 11 a.m., but they were moving through in a hurry. There were golden-winged and black burnian. Uh, wood thrush was singing, red-eyed and blue-headed vireos. Shorebirds coming and going at Union Hills, Dunlin and Willets. A number of pippets and golden plover and semi-palmated plovers. Uh, Cherry Daniel of Minnesota Lake has yellow-headed blackbirds coming to our feeders. Oh, man, there's it. What pretty birds they are. Cindy Drill in North Mankato said on May 9th, just before I popped out the door to work, I heard an oriole nearby, so I glanced out the kitchen window to see if perhaps one had found the feeder. Instead, I caught a male ruby-throated hummingbird stopping at the oriole feeder before dashing off again. Uh, Valerie Phillips of Heartland said her first Baltimore Orioles on May 8th. Kay Berg of Wasika said Orioles, Grosbeaks, and Hummingbirds on May 7th. Denny Tustison of Albert Lee said he saw his first Baltimore Oriole yesterday. Jim Grotty. What a good guy Jim is. He's from uh, Fairmont. He said the first Oriole was on May 4th. A rose-breasted grosbeak on May 7th, and he had some kind words to say uh, about KMSU, so thanks for listening. Jim, uh, Jim and a bunch of guys in Fairmont that uh, make up the Martin County Conservation Club just do uh, you know, way more good work than I could ever uh, mention. They just do wonderful things, and I'm so appreciative of them. Uh, Paul Schwab of Owatonna. Another wonderful guy sent uh, some information on baffles and using PVC pipe to discourage squirrels. And uh, they're working for him, and I'm glad to hear that. Look for some uh, young critters out there besides uh, what we talked about earlier with the mallards and uh, goslings. There's also, uh, you'll be seeing young, you know, raccoon, squirrels, fox, coyote, and rabbits are in their nests and dens now. So they'll be out roaming around young ones before we know it. Also, you know, it's tick. When isn't it tick season? Well, middle of winter, January, I guess, is pretty hard on ticks, but, uh, you know, check for embedded ticks. Mosquitoes, there's some out now. There's a lot of dragonflies. Uh, past flowers should still be blooming in the open prairies. Trilliums and trout lilies and wood anemones, false rue anemones, Dutchman's breeches, marsh marigold, jack-in-the-pulpit, wood violet, hepaticas blooming, uh, cherry and plum trees are blooming, wild asparagus should be up a bit. Uh, no name on this, but it said, Al, I, I, always, I always wanted to ask you this. Is it Canada goose or Canadian goose? And, you know, the old uh, flippant answer is to say, well, a Canada goose, it's a Canadian goose. That's yeah, a Canada goose that lives in Canada, and that's a Canadian goose. But, you know, that's the majority of folks who deal in such things from a professional angle use the attributive noun. So that would be Canada instead of the adjective, which would be Canadian when referring to the goose. But you know what? No one worth knowing will hate you no matter what name you give the goose. If you want to be sure you're correct, call it Branta Canadensis, and then you'll just impress everybody. And they'll have no idea what you're talking about probably. But uh, Talking about ticks, and I get this question, what is the best way to remove a tick? And people always say, you know, I grew up, my dad would use a match or he'd smother it with some sort of salve, Vicks VapoRub or something like that. And my dad did too, because that's what dads 
did back in those days, I guess. But neither method is advised. The, the easiest and safest way to remove a tick is to use a tweezers, and you grab the tick as close to the skin as you can, and then simply pull the tick out as if it were a splinter, and then apply whatever your favorite ointment is to it, and hopefully everything will be But, fine. Al, did your dad ever go get a tweezers? We never had a tweezers. My dad just took his fingers and pulled them off us, at least that's what yeah, I would Yeah, that's call. probably right, too. Dad's always had those big, thick thumbnails. <laughs> they did. You know, from hitting their, hitting their thumb with a hammer so many times, I think, and they could just, it was like, uh, like a hammer. You could pull nails with those things. And we would sit on the step, the porch steps for a long time, picking them off the dogs, too, because we lived on a farm, so the dogs had free, oh. free range in the grass, and boy, they would be literally like they say thicker than the hair on the dog sometimes the ticks and and back then we would just take the rocks and we would get to squish them that was our job dad picked them up we squished them with the rocks and (laughs) the bigger they were the bigger the mess and we didn't have um oh you know the worries so much about ticks as there are today either no we didn't think about it back then we just yeah yeah they were just taking blood pretty much that was our only worry Mm -hmm. we would find them on cows too always so um, somebody asked, how long uh, does it take for an Oriole to build a nest? Somebody just uh, sent me an email and said they noticed that the Oriole is dragging bits of fiber and grasses and things. The female weaves a nest, and she'll anchor it high in a tree, and it's a pendulous nest like a small purse hanging down. And the construction materials can include grass or grapevine bark or wool or horsehair, artificial fibers like yarn or string that people put out in short strands. But the females will recycle fibers from an old nest. So people always say, well, will they use that nest again? No. Yes and no. They won't reuse a nest typically. Now, I'm sure there's some sometimes that this has happened because there's always uh, rules are meant to be broken, I guess. But they don't reuse the same one, but they will use parts of it to build a new one. And the males occasionally will bring nesting material, but, uh, you know, they're not really. They're, they don't do any of the weaving. They go off in a tree and sing about it. They write songs about the females doing this. Uh, building takes about a week, to answer your question. But if there's bad weather... And, you know, it's like construction. It slows down. So bad weather could cause it to take up to two weeks. And just think about that little bird out there with her bill and her feet. And she's weaving this nest. So it's just incredible how they do that. Uh, I want to mention one last time uh, for the good folks over at uh, the Holy Spirit Retreat Center, one of the most beautiful places on earth, on this Sunday, May 17th. They're having sweets and music, uh, 2 to 3 p.m. They're going to have sweets and be ice cream and bars. And then 3 to 4 p.m. be music by Gary Froyland, who's a one-man band. Uh, Gary, who grew up here not too far from me, plays a five-string banjo, guitar, harmonica, and musical saw, and just a wonderful thing. So show up there if you'd like. Uh, it's on the shores of uh, Lake Elysian right near um, Janesville. So it's Holy Spirit Retreat, and again, that's May 17th, and 2 to 4 for the whole thing. And it's a, it's a great place to be. And Maybe get there early and just go for a walk. There is a bird in my yard that sounds like a sewing machine. <laughs> what is it? Well, it sounds like a real singer. Yeah, 
singer. That's that's a <laughs> ah, song. Ah, get it. Yeah, a bit of levity there, a small bit. And <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'd quilt while I'm ahead. See, quilt, that's another sewing <laughs> reference. Boy, I cracked Ooh, yes. me up. Yeah, chipping sparrows are cute little birds that produce a loud, trilling song that many have described as the sound of an electric sewing machine, and others consider it as a sound reminiscent of an insect. But the chipping sparrow is just as crisply plumy as little bird with a bright roof as cap. And if you're out by a marsh later in the year, some people, and this wouldn't be your bird, I'm sure now, but uh, a marsh wren, some people accuse that of being a, a sewing machine. To me, it sounds like the old, there was some sort of muffler commercial, a thunder, thunder, boom, 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 and that's what they sound like to me. So I don't know if that's, uh, you probably wouldn't hear that. So, um they're beautiful little birds, these chipping sparrows, and that's the one that uh, we heard about earlier from Dolores Paulson. They were nesting in every kind of potted plant you put out there. These little guys will come in and nest, and, and they like us. So it's nice having them around. It is a, just a beautiful day to get outside and look at pretty much anything, everything out there. Even, you know, people, are, there will be booing and hissing, but aren't dandelions <laughs> beautiful? I mean, they really are. In the right place they can be, yes. My dad always yeah, thought well, they were too, you know. He always said, these are so beautiful. I don't know why people complain about them, but, you know, in town you got the all-green yard and then you got the all the dandelion yard, so the guys with the all-green yards are cussing the ones out when they let their dandelions go to seed, and oh my goodness, it's it's like little urban wars going on. Diversity, though. <laughs> yes, know. it's true. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. My wife picked a few dandelions and gave them to her mother for Mother's Day. So isn't that nice? And, and you know, moms, moms like them. I used to give my mom, I'd, I'd pick, uh, for Mother's Day when I was a little boy, I would usually pick her some dandelions and polish up a rock for her and say, here you go, Mom. <laughs> That was Moms very would nice. tear up, you know. Dads, not so much. They would say, "What? What? This is? What is this?" That'd be dad. Kind of saying, what are you? What are you doing with this stuff? My, you know, on the other day, my wife asked me to pick up a couple of mouse traps. Now, I didn't know that we celebrated the birthdays of any mice, so that I should get them gifts, or that she had her mind set on having a mouse fur coat, but. I'm a dutiful husband, so I headed out early in the morning. I was catching a flight to Texas, so I planned to stop and buy the mouse traps, leave them in my car parked in this gigantic parking lot, and employ them when I got home. So the city with a hardware store had parking meters, because if they can't get you for going too fast, they'd get you for remaining still. I found the mouse traps quickly, and I got in the checkout line. And I liked the place. It was homey, hardware-y, and they didn't have my email address. And that meant I wouldn't get a survey from them because, well, you know, for a lot of us, a survey is nothing more than a homework assignment. <laughs> and the man ahead of me in line, like the person ahead of you in line always, has a cart heaped high with things. But he was such a nice fellow, and he asked if I'd like to go ahead of him. And there were no 10 items or less or 10 items or fewer lanes. So I declined, saying, I have plenty of time to catch my plane. And he looked at the two mouse traps, likely thinking that they were much too small to catch any airplane. I hope 
that you all have the very best of days today. Go outside and, you know, you don't even have to look today. Just go outside and listen, and you will hear the Orioles singing, the goldfinches singing, catbirds singing, brown thrashers singing, rose-breasted grosbeaks whistling. And, man, that, what a great day that is if you can do that. Is there anybody else that should be migrating back at this time in terms of... Oh, you bet. We'll have indigo buntings will be coming in, and it's always great having them. Uh, There are some house wrens around, but there'll be a lot more of those. There should be a lot more hummingbirds coming through. So it'll be just, this will be tremendous. We have a lot of warblers uh, this morning in my yard. I heard yellow warblers uh, singing up a storm. They sing, sweet, 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 I'm so sweet, or kiss, 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 give me a little kiss. And my dad called them summer warblers. He'd say, summer has arrived. The males are little yellow birds with light red streaking on the breast. And just uh, as cute, as cute as a newborn speckled pup. If I uh, put some hummingbird feeders out, will they be coming to my house? Or is it still a little bit early to do that? You know, it's possible, sure, yeah. So it's not too early uh, to do that yet? No, no, there are some hummingbirds around. It's four parts water, one part sugar. You don't have to put any uh, red coloring or anything in there. Uh, most of the feeders have some red on them, and if they don't, uh, just put a little red fingernail polish or tie a little red ribbon around it, and they will find it. Okay, well, I I, I was going to try putting some jelly out, too, to see if I could ever get an Oriole to come to the yard, so I'm going to try that as well. All sorts Mine, uh, of things for me to do. There's a Baltimore Oriole eating jelly here right on my window as I speak. So. And you said you've got some finches visiting as well? Goldfinches? Yeah, I had a whole uh, mini flock. I suppose 20 little uh, goldfinches flew in here and hit the Niger seed feeders. And they just seem to be having, uh, they have a pretty carefree life now because they won't be nesting for a while yet. So they're just uh, they're just having a good time, I think. Well, Al, it's great. It's always a good time chatting with you. We'll chat again with you next week on Tuesday. Until then, happy bird watching. Thanks, Karen, for all you do. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All right. Bye-bye, Al.